man. It's a lot of brothers out there. Ladies and gentlemen, on today, October 11th, one of the greatest days in history, we are back with another Built by Bloodline podcast. Let's go. is very necessary ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the built by bloodline podcast welcome on one of as i said the greatest days in history october 11th thank you for being here with us good morning good afternoon good evening whenever you're listening welcome Welcome if, back. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it, preferably Apple. But we're gonna have some fun today. What's up, dude? Good, good, good day, everybody. Uh, how are you? Good afternoon or yep. good morning, like good evening. It is a big day in the world. It is Coach Zach's birthday. Um, great. Happy day. birthday to you. I hope the day was off to a great start so far. You said you were gonna sing. Um, absolutely. Okay. I can ahead. sing while you're doing your birthday burpees, like. We're playing the birthday burpee song, you but said I'll you also gonna, sing. Absolutely. You happy said birthday. you were going to sing right happy now. Happy birthday wow. to you. It's pretty good. Happy birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wow. Happy birthday to you. Oh, my goodness. Didn't even warm up. Didn't even warm that up. Was in, that was He didn't. He's didn't just, even warm it he up. He just rolled out of bed and did that. Literally. Wow. I bet. Didn't warm it up. Raina like that. If Raina, Raina, if you're listening, I bet you like that. that imagine was, if, that was imagine really if, imagine if I did my scales before, beforehand. If I did my no, no. and came back down. A deer, a female deer. It's a great day. Good to be alive right about now. Thirty-one, feeling fun. Thirty-two. What is it? Got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good year. It's been a good year. Uh, a lot of fun. Jim's doing great. Life's doing great. Second son. Still married. She's still sticking around with me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just been a good year, man. It's been a good year. Just reflecting on it. Um, so it's fun. Any goals fun. for this upcoming year? Continue the course? Stay strong Continue. and consistent? Yep. Nothing to change. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep getting better. Keep making things better. Mm. You know, that's it. Make it stronger. Make it better. I feel, feel like I'm like wine. Just getting... Fermenting. More athletic. Fermenting. Are you fermenting? It's getting better with age. So I remember all, like people always say this shit like, oh, I'll just wait till you're my age. I feel great. Like people used to say that when I was like 21 and feeling fun. Um, <laughs> now I'm 31. Um, you know, they I, I'm the age those people used to say that to me. Yeah. I feel great. I feel great. A little sore. A little more sore here and there. Absolutely. Some aches and pains, but dude. 31, I'm feeling feeling fun. The vibes. The vibes. That's like a new word. A lot of people just talk about like vibes and stuff. We were watching mm. this show yesterday um, called Bachelor in Paradise. And then it, they just said vibes like 50,000 times. And Kelly and I are like, is this just a thing that people say now? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the generation like coming up. It sounds so old saying that. <laughs> generation. Generation. 
I don't know. They just say vibes all the time. The vibes are the vibes are good. Okay, cool. What's that? What? I don't know. Just random. I don't know. I'm not really the best pop culture. That's true. You're not reference to to run things by, but yeah, I mean it. It works for me. I just think saying it 50 times is, you know, maybe some excessive. other words. I think you say used. anything 50 times, it's excessive. So yeah, cool, cool. What's going on in your life? Your uh, neck of the woods. Well, recently got married. We're celebrating our 18-day anniversary today. Congrats! What'd you get, Raymond? Um, love. A roof. A love roof over her wrapped head. in a bow, wrapped with beautiful wrapping paper, and in a gift basket. Very and nice. You open it up. There's a box of love. Question: Why do you always make Xavier cry? I have no idea. I was going to ask you that right when you were talking about the boys, but I don't know. He looks at me when I visit Zach, <laughs> Zach's newborn six-month-year-old, and I, I he looks at me. Maybe it's like I like eye contact with him because I, I like he's just a cute little boy and. He might not like the eye contact that's very... I mean, but he's holding strong eye contact with you right back. He is, you. but then he's like, I don't know why. He just cries. Yeah, he he cries. He cries when you come over. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm sorry. And then you always leave me. You just it's come not by. like I do it on purpose. I feel like I don't do anything. To drop something off or pick something off. Maybe I need to just be conscious and not like... I'm feeding this kid, a, like you know, mashed little, asparagus. And he actually did really well. And Jake's just looking at him like, hi... And Xavier's like, I'm like, oh, jeez. I'm like, dude, know. this is your uncle. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> you better get. It'll be better with Uncle Ben. It'll be better with Uncle Ben. Was it like that with Zeke, too? I don't know. But maybe I, I think I read that, like, if I, maybe I can't hold that strong of contact with him and, like, just move on to other things so that he doesn't feel like I'm in his business. I don't know. He likes looking at you. He's a beautiful boy. Thank you, man. Made him myself. Uh. <laughs> so one of the topics we want to get into as we're starting is we've had we've had requests requests for an update on the Bloodline Fantasy League real quick before we get into today's news and notes from around the league. Um, any any updates you'd like to provide the crew listening <clears throat> on updates from the Bloodline official fantasy football league? Um, this I mean, is the best a twenty four team league. Um, the winner gets the biggest prize. The second two split it and the third, etc. However, that works. Or second one gets second and third split. It yeah, we got to figure it out still. But last place does a penalty workout that oftentimes is very challenging. Um, what would be your update? All right. So the best team in the league is by far Kelly. Um, Kelly just my opinion, point four. You can just look at it. Simple. She's got the most. The biggest fraud team is, even though he beat me this week, is Caleb with 615 points for It's just, come on. Like, what are we doing? He's 5-0, and ranked the highest in the league, but... Fraud. Did you say biggest fraud team? Fraud. Okay. Yeah, I'm just joking. I like getting under Caleb's skin. Dalton was crying about his team, and he's ended up being 5-0. and He was just crying, like literally sulking, pouting on the phone when I call him to check in and make sure everything's okay. Don't know how his team's 5-0. and He's like the, le- like the worst points for in his league. Lenny, great team. Lenny, great team. It's a tough team. So those are the top of the divisions. Last place watch. There's a lot of people. Me, Carl, Kevin, Tuan, Nick Ayers, Cole, Streets, Lacey, holy cow. And JD at 0-5 is tough. That's tough. So we're, we're in last place watch right now, I think. Big matchup between me and Carl this week to oh. see if somebody can advance to 2-4. and four. It's just been a tough year fantasy-wise. We're not going to talk about this forever, people, so don't Yeah, we're going to move on real, real soon. Us. But it's just funny. 
This is funny. Last place watch of Coach Zach, former champion. It's all right. You can't, can't win every year. It's tough, man. It's a tough league. Tough league to be in. How are you feeling about your team? Where are you at? All right. Oh, you're kind of middle of the pack, three middle and two. Pack. I, uh, so I'm not feeling the best about my team, but we're, oh, we're yeah, trying. You gotta, I try and work hard the matchup, so. Points four, buddy. I know, not a lot of points four. But, hey, we do the best we can. Had some injuries. Made, made a big trade with Lenny. Big trade. Um, so we'll see. Big trade. Um, Brandon offered me Jamar Chase for Justin Herbert yesterday, so we'll see if. You don't have any quarterbacks, though. I know. Then I would. Then I would kind of be down to Sam Howell and Baker Mayfield, and I don't know if I like that. Oh, a ton. dude, do it. Actually, do it. We'll see. I know Brandon's gonna be listening to this right now, and I told him I'm fifty fifty. I'm That's thinking actually about. like a great idea. So I feel like Brandon needs like a. I think he needs a good quarterback too. Yeah. That's and that's like a fair trade. It is a fair trade. I I feel like. All right, sorry. I'm gonna we'll suck it up. Right, I'm we'll one of my bye weeks. Okay, okay. We'll, no, right. we'll come to that back later. I know some people don't so, like when we do this. One of the one of the topics we want to move into next uh, for the birthday boy. And obviously, you know, I'll contribute too, is an AMQAP. AMQAP. As many questions as possible, all oh. CrossFit related. A M Q U A P. A QAP. A M Q A P. And many questions I as know, possible. I know, but usually there's a U after a Q. AMQAP. Mm. Not sure. We'll have to get to mom, our designated English major, and okay. return back to the subject. Excellent. But it's uh, as many questions as possible. These are just random ones we're finding on. On Reddit, on online, just oh, great. questions for CrossFit coach, Reddit, CrossFit great. owner. Awesome. So here we go. This question comes from <laughs> uh, a male, age 37 in New York City. They ask this online forum, what's, the, what's the CrossFit... Aaron Rodgers writing in. What's the CrossFit gym certification process like? Um, what happens and how do you become certified to be a coach and advance that process? CrossFit level one. I took mine at Reebok CrossFit one. It used to be one of the greatest gyms, and then for some reason it just moved locations, and it was just in a cool spot. It was on the campus of Reebok, like headquarters. It was huge. Like they had like, it felt like they had fifty row machines, and it was just such a cool design. I love the way they had their setup. You had to go there two days of uh, lectures, seminars, and then you had to take a written test. Um, I passed the first time I did it. Um, People were complaining afterwards. Like, there's some people you could tell just didn't study. They were like, the way the questions were, they they just try and trick you, and you just got to trust your instincts. And I thought I thought it was very straightforward. But I studied my ass off for that test mm-hmm. and uh, passed, and it was great. I thought the level one was very straightforward. Very, um, I don't say easy way to get in, but it's very available. Sure, like it's a ready made way if you want to start a business and stuff like that. It's, it's really good. Um, what happens after the L1? Uh, Where do you go to next? Level two, mm-hmm. potentially level three, level four. The level, level four two, is the highest? Level yeah. four is the highest. Level two is what, what Jake and I are both are. Um, level two, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that in a rude way. Level two. Um, and it's just, it's more seminar, like hands-on coaching. Like you're coaching in front of their seminar staff, CrossFit headquarters seminar staff, and it's just really good. The level three is just a written test. Um, I took it before. I did not prepare well. I was just, and I'm not using that. It, it's it's an excuse, but it's just a real excuse. I was just like, I'm just going to walk in and just blow this out of the water. And then I was like panicking in the testing center, like, Jesus, I did not expect this to be that difficult. And it was super difficult and failed miserably. Um, but you can always Not miserably, it. but did, didn't do well enough, obviously, because I didn't pass. So, But the level four, you actually like go to like, 
a specific location and you have to coach random at a random gym, a random class. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, that, that would be the easy part. Yeah. Like if you could skip the level three and do the level four, that's what I'd like to do. Yeah. I feel like it should be the opposite, but, um, I took my level one, in New Jersey. Chris Spieler was my flow master, which was awesome. That's level cool. two is in Orlando, which is great. I think there's a lot of love for the level two. Level two is the best. I it, think. It, it really, it, it's a very good coaching, like, and it's a very good coaching experience. They really, really challenge you to be a better coach. Um, level three, Zach, Zach mentioned written. Level four, I think, is really cool because they fly you out or you have to travel to a random gym and you coach a random class with random people in a workout that you don't know and you have to run it. And uh, so it's really cool, and that's the progression for a CrossFit coach. And now you also have, as folks will see on our wall, several specialty courses. Mm, Can you take us through some of those? I... um. So I traveled to all these locations, um, either by myself or um, with somebody, with my mom, or just, you know, it was a good time. So I did, um, I have certifications, rowing, strongman, gymnastics. What the fuck? Mobility, I think. Is Movement and mobility, that was Washington, D.C., um, and I think that might be it. Mm. Um, but yeah, those are great too. Now, those are two-day or those are one-day specialty courses? Depends, runs. depends um, on the course. Certain ones are one day, other ones are two day. Sure, I remember you came to Connecticut when I was living there, and you strongman with, strong with Robert Orlando. That was super cool. One, yeah, that was super cool. So, He's, what does that entail? Like, if you go to the strongman specialty course, like, what happens? Um, it's just it's it's like exactly what I explained with the level one. You're going over movement progressions, but specific to strongman, mm-hmm. you know. And Rob Rob was great. He was just super straightforward, like exactly how he is, like in in YouTube videos and stuff like that. He was exactly that way with, with, with the seminar, and he was, he was just a good dude to talk to as well. And Robert Lando was a, a big OG back his, in the day. His gym was not that nice. I think they moved locations now, and it's a much nicer space. Sure, I think they did too. Um, but that space was not nice. I was like, wow, this is not what I expected it to be. What, where, like, I expected it to be like grungy and shit, but it was not, um, not a good location. What were examples of movements that he took you through on the Strongman Clinic? Oh, uh, stone to shoulder. Um, uh, working with farmer carry grips, yoke walks, um, yoke carries, um, the the logs, working with not a literal log, but know you know mean. what I'm saying. The, yeah, the barbell, the log, log bar that, that you see that you saw. Um, I forget where where it is now. The Rogue Invitational, maybe. But yeah, it was it was a blast. Those are just some of them. But that was a really cool one. I met that Ian guy who you've competed oh, yeah. against before. He was he was really really talented dude. He was helping Rob out. Okay. Um, moving on to the next question here. Um, it basically asks, how do the economies of open across the gym work? Um, are there big upfront costs? Um, talk about like rent lease. Um, how quickly should you expect to basically be able to survive, uh, financially kind of thing? How would you explain that process? Um, it's a grind in the beginning. I think people who have been listening to this podcast for a while know that from us. It's just a tough thing to start. Um, and you can have all these goals and aspirations and stuff. And you just got to stick through. And, dude, we learned so much just from a business standpoint as businessmen. Like, we've never started a business. But the only way you're going to get good at doing anything is by doing it. And so I think at this point we've just become very, you know, in tune with each other. And, you know, when it comes to upfront costs, it was very, very expensive. Um, the rent is our 
is our biggest, you know, what I'd say the top two biggest things that we take care of every month. Mm-hmm. And it's just, people forget that, I think, sometimes. Like, oh, it's just like, freaking, like, it must just be pissing money in their house or just making all this money. It's just like, nah, dude. Like, you have no idea how much this costs, like, every month, every year. Like, we have to pay CrossFit to use the name Bloodline CrossFit. Um, every we have year insurance to pay. It's an additional three grand. We have insurance to pay. We have... We always try, and the biggest thing we always try and do is not, like, settle, like, financially and for the gym as well. We're always trying to reinvest our profits. Like I said last week, like, just made a big rogue order, and this is, like, you know, this isn't a brag. This is, like, because I want to, you know, I want us to reinvest in the gym. It was a five-figure order of of equipment to come back, you know, to us with a bunch of different stuff. I bought four more ski ergs. I bought three more row machines. Um, friggin' like six more ropes because we blow through ropes like they're water in this gym because we rope climb a lot. Um, bunch of other stuff. I'm just forgetting off the top of my head all of it. But spiel bars know, as an example. Spiel bars, yeah, four more spiel bars. I believe I bought. Um, but it's just and and this is and I'm saying this in a good way. Like you got to reinvest in your business, and you got to keep taking care of your business. It's not just hey, take all the profit and hope your shit stays together. Like if if things break, like we got to do better and we got to buy new shit like sandbags. We bought, you know, how many more sandbags last year after like two of them split and they're still sitting over there. Like things that I'm, um, you know, you think about this stuff and it's not as easy as like, you know, stamping your fingers and somebody comes and does, does it for you. But you know, you guys feel the floor, the floor needs to be fixed. You look at the back wall, the paint needs to be redone, but not only that, it's just, we do handstand pushups and wall walks like, so often that the, the paint's just going to get destroyed. So we got to put something over that, like a like a plexiglass, plexiglass yeah. or something of that nature. So those are, I'm always like, when I don't sleep at night, besides when my kid's waking up, like those are immediate things you think about. Like, how is the business going to keep growing and, and getting better? How can we improve it? You know, not, and like I said, just not settle. And the crazy thing is, it's always just like, we place a big order of something. It's like clockwork, dude. We place like a big order and then immediately like, it's like, as soon as I hit purchase, it's like, hey, cancel my membership. Hey, cancel my membership. Hey, cancel my membership. Jake, congrats on the wedding. By the way, cancel my membership. Jake, c- congrats to you and Raina. That was a really cool wedding. C- cancel my membership, by the way. So it's just like, it's like, oh my gosh, like, what are we doing? And, okay, it's that not, it's, and that's, that's and business. I'm not, again, complaining. It's just, that's how it goes it's just ironic that in, at this point, I know it. So it's not anything new. And that's but where the experience has come under our belt. We, we've been through this for yeah. eight years. Ish now, almost like when eight we years first, now, we the first know. couple like years, dude, it was like, we're not sleeping every like, you know, 30th, 31st of the month. Jake and I are like, who's going to, who's going to text or call or email saying cancel my membership. And you just expect it. And now it's just, you know, all right, we, we know how the business goes. People are going to come, people are going to go and just is what it is. And we just try and do the best we can and stay consistent. Of course. Hopefully that was a good enough answer. I think that was a great answer. But I mean, yeah, it just takes money and like you got to be prepared in the beginning to not make a lot of money either. We, I mean, we talk about the story off, you know, several times we've mentioned it where, you know, month in we're both, yeah. I, we yeah. hide our computer screens. We're both t- looking at how the to same declare, screen. how to declare bankruptcy the on, same the same, website. on the same website. So, I mean, I it declare it, <laughs> bankruptcy. So, yeah, but I think that's why, that's why, you know, we're, we have a lot of passion for this, and I think that's what guided us through. Is that we just love we just love doing this, and oh yeah, um, that's what kind of kept us through that initial time. And I think that that passion 
helps those any business owner stay afloat in the beginning. Of course. Right? Is keep being consistent. There's like all these quotes about, you know, consistency beating the motivation. We've talked about that before. Okay. This is a fun one. What kind of weights can the strongest guy and the strongest girl at your box lift? Use any lift as an example. <clears throat> well, the strongest guy at our gym is Jordan Brown. Um, and he's so strong. Like the strongest guy you've ever seen, like so strong. I mean, he can snatch 225. He can clean and jerk 295. He clean and jerk. And he's PR. Like at our gym, a lot of people know we don't weight lift every day. And I know there's gyms around here who follow the same model as us. And I know there's other gyms that don't follow that model at all. And they weight lift every freaking day. And we just found that people get really injured that way. But Jordan's somebody who is just really freaking strong. Mm -hmm. And he's been somebody who's been PRing like everything. Yep. And he follows our programming like to a T comes every day, unless he's, you know, going on these crazy excursions across Europe um, but, <laughs> but yeah, Jordan's like a perfect example of somebody where you don't have to weight lift every day. And somebody, well, imagine if he did weight lift every day, but dude, the purpose of CrossFit is to be strong under fatigue and at a high heart rate. And that's how we train, whether it's strength in Metcon or strength post Metcon. Yes. We have our barbell club every Saturday at 6am. Be there. Um, but at the same time, like I said, the way I train, the way I program, you gotta be strong in the Metcon cause that's what CrossFit is. And gymnastics um, and all that. Who would you say that our strongest woman is right now? Before it was Jessica Yu, before she moved to Cape Corral. Um, you know, I, can, I, can I list some names? And please, no, nobody be offended please. if yeah, I yeah, list yeah. any names. I'm just going to oh. list some names here. Um, okay, so we have our OG Sabretooth, oh, who, yeah. when training consistently, is very strong at you know, Power yep. Olympic lifts. You're absolutely right. Um, I'm going to throw a name out here. Abby Rodriguez is getting is getting oh, very strong. so true. Kristen Peasley in the morning has come yep. in against strong. Yeah, who's going through the yep. classes here, Please. right? Love the progress for our ladies on strength training. I even look at, and I'm not saying these, I'm just using examples of, you know, Kate Irby and Kim and the ladies in the morning and Karen getting stronger and stronger. And, you know, you look in, in the afternoon and there's some, there's some strong women like, you know, yeah, I mean, Lise like squats and, and stuff like that. Lise, yeah. Hill Maurice, when she's consistent. Yeah, Jill's super Wences strong. Wences. We got some strong deadlifters in terms of, you know, Nikki and all these. All like these Jordan's, yeah, for, for guys, Jordan's the clear, obvious one. Um. You know, it's funny. Sometimes I go in and I, and I know why you're doing it. <laughs> and he knows why you're doing it. But sometimes I'll go into Cole Street, into Cole's office, Cole Streets, and we'll talk. And he's like, yeah, man, I think it's crazy you guys got two. 400 pound bench pressers and like legitimately over 400 pounds. Like oh yeah. 450, like raw, like just body, which, and he's like, I can't believe that. That's amazing. And it's, it's, it's really cool. So yeah, yeah and Chris, some- Chris is, it's kind of like, you know, Chris has been training bench press for a while. Carl, I mean, just say thank you. You know, it's the programming and you're welcome, <laughs> Carl, um, for that, that bench press you got buddy. But, um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, but yeah. Jordan for sure. So it, that's next, a great conversation. If we missed question. anybody, nobody be offended. Oh, no, yeah, well, dude, I'm just Nobody be offended. It, it, you know, obviously strength is something that continues to grow, yeah, and your technique is so important in that. And Jordan's the most technical, too. Um, and Zach loves messing with Carl, which is why he's saying all this stuff. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. What made you decide to become a CrossFit coach instead of another oh, job? Oh, this is a really good one. So I was initially going to college for athletic training. I wanted to be an athletic trainer. Um, if you don't know what that is, you can just Google it. Um, you just work on the, you know, sideline for the team and you want to, you know, tape somebody's ankle, 
get them, you know, squirt water in their in their mouth after a, a, a rest play. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's perfect. But I, I got there and I realized I was a commuter. So what that means is I drove from my house to school, if you don't know what that means. And I realized I wasn't passionate about, like, I was really good at, you know, taping ankles and stuff like that. It it came, like, very naturally, very quickly to me. But I, I just didn't enjoy it. I'm like, man, this is kind of kind of freaking boring and I feel like you know I'm not making fun of the profession but I kind of felt like a little bit of a bitch there um, in that situation so my next goal was to be a, a strength and conditioning coach at a major college university um, and that was like it I wanted to be like the head strength coach at at a major university for their football program and stuff like that I emailed um, University of Alabama's um, if, if you know the University of Alabama football team their strength coach his name is Scott Cochran and I just, you know, out of nowhere, just sent him an email. Hey, I'm, I'm looking to do an internship. Um, and I was, I was hoping to do it with you guys. And then I was just, he, he actually like wrote me back like this long email and he was really, really cool, but in the nicest way possibly. He was like, I'm not going to be able to help you with that right now. Cause they were going into the season and stuff like that. And sure. it would have needed to be set up, you know, months, months in advance. And I didn't want to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama at the same time either but it would have been really cool and I really appreciate him emailing me back um he was a really good dude and I think he still works for the program unless he's retired but I I don't think so and then I just you know I wanted to do CrossFit that was the main thing I wanted to do it and I just became obsessed with all the videos and the sport and I that's that's how I really became into it like just watching YouTube of you know Rich Froning and Graham Holdenberg you know, after the 2010 games leading up to the 2011 games and just, you know, and then I went down the road of, you know, seeing what the level one was like after I started CrossFit. And it was just, I'm like, this is what I want to do. And I remember going up to my mom saying, Hey, I want to be a CrossFit coach or, you know, and, and eventually open up a CrossFit gym. And she was like, yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. Just maybe, maybe we think about a backup plan. And I was like, okay, thanks, mom. Um, but she, uh, like I've said before, she's always had my back and, you know, wants wants to see my brothers and I succeed. And um, it, it just, it eventually, I, I was very good at it. I sucked in the beginning. Like you do it anything, like I've, uh, like I've said so many times. Um, like I, I was a mute. I didn't talk. And I know it's crazy to think about that now. Um, but I was so nervous, embarrassed about potentially saying the wrong thing. And when I was put in front of a bunch of people, it's just like you get diary of the mouth and they're asking you questions and you're like, <laughs> it's like that scene and it's called the change up with Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds. And he's like in this meeting, important meeting, and everybody's asking him questions. And he's like, hey, there's 10 effing guys on this side. Somebody else take these questions. You know, I'm like, I'm like hey, somebody else take these questions. You know, what the, what the hell? Um, but it was just, uh, it was tough in the beginning and Eventually, I just, I got more and more confident because I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was talking about. I had to trust that, trust that I knew what I was talking about. And people respected my opinion because they knew I was, you know, good enough at CrossFit and stuff like that at the time because I was still new to the sport. So becoming a coach was difficult and tough, um, but I started as an intern and then eventually became a part-time coach and then full-time coach. And then I'm like, we can do this and coerce Jake into giving his money for this so and here we are look at us now um time for one more question you want to conclude yeah let's let's go another question one more question all right um interesting one 
more of like a, a sciencey question, but so this is about like elite athletes. Do you think it's basically the, the question revolves around, is it, um, you know, genetics or is it hard work? Is it, you know, is it that they have natural body composition, natural whatever DNA to be ath- athletic and process strength and endurance? Or is it something that's worked on? Is it both? Like, what are your thoughts on, you know, can anyone, no matter where they're at, keep working hard enough to get to a certain level? Like, what what would be your thoughts? Yeah, I think that? it's both. I think some people are just God-given better athletes than other people. And you can work as hard as you want sometimes, and somebody's just naturally going to be, like, faster, stronger, whatever, you know, more agile, um, more flexible, and, and just some people are given God-given talents, and and it's just impressive to watch those people. Yep. But I think, you know, it's that, that old saying, we've said it before on here too, like a while ago, you know, when, if you're talented, that's great, but hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in this sport to be the best, you just have to be the hardest worker and and you have to like, I take an example of like somebody you don't hear that, that much about anymore is Sarah Sigmund's daughter. She was just a normal person. She was not an athlete. She swam non-competitively, I guess. Mm -hmm. She really didn't play sports growing up or was a competitive athlete. She went through a normal on-ramp process, and then she just fell in love with the sport. And I remember when she came onto the scene at the East Coast Championship that Ben Bergeron used to run, and she qualified. She wasn't even invited. She qualified through the online qualifier and ended up winning. Like, I've never heard of this girl. She beat, like, Sam Briggs after Sam Briggs won the games and... I forget who else, but it was like, it was crazy. I'm like, who the hell is this? And then you found out very quickly who Sarah was after she podiumed and she, she was impressive, but she's an example of somebody who just was not really given the most God-given talents and was just the hardest worker. And you have clear examples like on the male side, Rich Froning, Matt Fraser, but we know about them and how hard they work. And, you know, Rich is just very flexible and Matt just worked on every weakness and every way, shape, or form that he had till he was the best at it. And then it just, uh, so so in my opinion, in a long-winded way, you know, I think you got to just be able to work yeah. at the sport and get good at the things you suck at, you know. I said the genetics part, which is definitely true. No matter how good you want to be, sometimes somebody's just like given a set of lungs or ability to do muscle-ups or whatever, dude, and they're just better. It just is what it is. So you got to find a way like, okay, good thing the workout just isn't muscle ups and there's a barbell and I have to row or, you know what I'm saying? Like you can be as good as you want at something, but are you good at everything? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of the game you play. Absolutely. Cool. Hey, that was an AMQAP. I don't know if we need a better word for it. AMQUAP. AMQUAP with the birthday boy, Coach Zach. Just a season update on the games. I don't know if you guys saw this. Kind of cool. I think it's cool. People are bitching in the comments below. But um, the games are, are changing up. The ad- adaptive masters and teens, um, it's just cool. It's really cool to see um, everything that's going on with that. Um, people are saying it's it's not good, and that they are going to lose a ton of attendance. Like, okay. But I think they're putting the ball in everybody's court. If you support the masters, you support the adaptive, you support the teens, cool, put, where you, put your money where your mouth is, come out and sure. support them. So usually the games are held in, in let's just say, early August, and yep. everyone, the elite guys, the teens, the masters, masters, the adaptives are all on the same weekend. Correct. Now CrossFit has split up that weekend. 
So individual elite athletes are a certain weekend, and then teens are a certain weekend, and then adaptive, and then masters, and it's and it's given them a different weekend to compete. So it it really we were looking at a video yesterday of a, a another guy we follow, kind of assessing that hey, it's a, kind of a free market now to see hey what divisions are the strongest and deserve, deserve the most support and media you know investment. So it'll be interesting to see. And will you support them? Yep. And that's the question. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Cool, dude. Listen, dude, anything makes sense when it's your birthday day. You could say anything that makes sense. All Thanks, right? man. I really it's your birthday. That. Dude, what's my birthday gift? Love. Just like Raina's 18-day anniversary gift. I don't want that kind of love. I'm not into that. Ladies and gentlemen, today, <laughs> October 11th, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Build by Bloodline podcast. Yo, good workout today. Come on in for it. Absolutely. Have fun. Consistency. See ya. See ya. Back to the PG. That's program. And it's easy. Dre is back. New Jacks are made hollow. Expressing ain't the subject because they like to follow the words, the style, the trend. The records are spinning again and again and again. Yo, you're on the other end. Watch your brother blend. Don't bronze with no help. There's no lesson against him while I'm expressing myself. It's crazy to see people.